You are now entering Armbar Audio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. I'm your host, Tim Farley, and across the screen from me is my brown brother. Dummy, you're still muted. It's Sid Shiram. Sorry, I had to hit the button. Sid Shiram, and now I just got to say that was, except for that, was probably one of the smoothest intros that we've done because right as we faded in, you you're, you started talking, so that was perfect. So I think I got the timing right as to when to tell you. We could redo it. We could redo it. No, it's, so. it's good. It's good. I think we're fine. Uh, hi, everyone. Yeah, we've been two weeks since we've talked to y'all uh what's what's been going on dude why did we like not talk to these people for two weeks oh jeez. uh well one week you were busy yeah i know um yeah, i was out of town i don't uh, i don't know it, it just kind of the week before, like you were just like doing their road to destruction shows, and the big shows haven't happened yet. And well. some things are going on in Impact. And yeah, we were just coming off of All In and All Out, and it just seemed like we didn't really have much to talk about. And then we had stuff going on, you we know, did. and uh, it's all right, yeah. And like for me, like work is gonna, like, I think I said. I told you, but like, yeah, the busy season is going to start now soon and it's going to go from October all the way to the end of January. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, I'll still obviously still make time for armbar audio, but yeah. Um, you know, I, for me, I think I've, I actually, yesterday I did a, a leg workout and I think I added, I added Russian twists to my workout and now my butt really hurts. Like, like my, my yeah. butt is like in pain I, as I sit down. <laughs> I understand. I understand that. Yep. Yeah, but it's all good. I've been in the elliptical more than my hit exercise, and I, I was in a crunch uh, earlier this week, and I wasn't able to use my elliptical. So later on in the day, I did my hit workout, and nice. The elliptical has built my my muscles more. But I was so like, there's two ways to do the hit workout. And, and usually I go back and forth between the two, depending on how I'm feeling during the workout. But this one, I did the hardest level most of the time. And nice. my back, my upper back, my, my neck, shoulders, my... everything has just been, <laughs> has just been like i felt hell. i feel dead after 8 p.m yeah it's been um hell. but yeah um i've lost 35 pounds nice since nice, nice. The last week of may nice job i still and, need to weigh uh, myself thank you nice job but yeah i need to oh, weigh man. myself i you what you've transformed a lot i appreciate it yeah I uh, I don't know. I think a lot of it came from just being, you know. Well, 
I will tell you that like I have a family history of diabetes. Like both my grandfathers were type two diabetic, so that was definitely one of the biggest reasons why I started to like say, "Oh, this is." And I was, and also when I was like, you know, gaining a lot of weight and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, I don't think I want to do this. I think let's try to make some changes." And you know, as I started learning more about like exercise and and counting calories and shit that kind of helped a lot more for sure. Um, but yeah, like I, I think, uh, I think, you know, we're on, I'm steadily, you know, continuing to lose more weight. I'm at one, I mean, like, I, I like, I seem to be fluctuating right now between one eighties to one nineties, low one nineties to like high one eighties. But my goal, like I said, I think was to get to one seventy. So that's, that's what we're working on. Um, I have to. You're shorter than me, aren't you? I am. I'm like five seven. Your your weight is fine, I think, because I'm five eleven, and according to the BMI bullshit, I'm supposed to be one seventy. Okay, I mean, I so like. I mean, that's what it said for me too. I, I, I don't know. When's the last time they updated that kind of shit? That's that's, that's what question. I want to know. That's a great question. I have. But, no fucking idea. So you were talking what started you on on losing weight and uh I I've I've kinda had like uh uh periods of my life where I've lost weight and I've gained it back and such. But um while John was in the hospital, uh I kinda started thinking about health and uh, uh I started to get in back into exercising i started doing the hit exercises but i wasn't really watching my diet or anything uh but then um the real kick in the ass was was john's death really um oh yeah when you see a 31 year old uh body on the ground it kind of puts things in perspective and uh this is just the first part you know, uh, I've been trying to transition from cigarettes to just vaping because there's still no, um, <clears throat> there's still no uh, article like research that proves vaping causes like heart problems or lung problems. It just says it increases nicotine addiction. So like, it's just if I can transition fully, yeah, that'd be great, and then eventually get off of that. But it's yeah. one thing at a time, and, uh, you know, I yeah. just, uh, it feels good, though, too. That's good. Like, I, uh, I bought a shirt l- last year or so, maybe two years ago, and it said it was one size, you know, the size that I usually wear, and when I put it on, it hugged every inch of fat on my upper body, and this week just for to see i put it on and it was like a drape and i was like this Damn. is awesome this, yeah i felt the it, same it about felt, yeah oh great i usually there's like this hoodie that i really like and i saw that when i wore it i looked like like a scarecrow so i was like oh shit yeah i need to do that and i also okay mentioned another reason why i did get in shape was honestly because i've been heartbroken a lot and a lot of girls don't like me so i'm like okay well you don't like me i'm gonna work out that's how a lot of people do get started it's like they get so pissed yeah. off at, at, at at least with men a lot of men get like get really pissed off at women 
who did them dirty. Not just women, though. Yeah. Not just women. Like, men men deal with... Yeah, uh, all kinds of shit, problems. Yeah, we deal with all by, kinds of shit. By, by blowing off steam. And by blowing off steam, that's usually a workout. Like, I remember uh, I had a job that I really just did not like. I didn't like most of the people I worked with. I didn't like the job that much. Uh, I liked the idea of the job. I liked... Yeah. But every day after that job, I would sit in a parking lot and smoke like three cigarettes in total silence. And then I would go home. And this is when I was with my ex-fiance. I would go home. She'd be in the living room. And my heavy bag and my weights were in the basement. And I wouldn't even say hello. And I would go straight down there. And I would blast like either like heavy music like metal or whatever, or I blast like crunk rap, and nice. I would just go to fucking town on on my uh, heavy bag because, and then I would come up drenched in sweat. And she would be like, "Hey, how are you?" And I, and then like it was time to talk, and it was she knew she knew that I needed that, and um, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a good whenever I feel like. I'm in a rut or, you know, like, or I'm, I'm affected by something. I know. Okay. It's time to work out, you know? Yeah. I know for a fact for me, like uh, one of the, I also had a job that was pretty toxic, um, like two years ago. Um, that's actually why I switched over to work in retail for a year. But, um, I remember I had a really bad habit of like, cause there was like a seven 11 right next to, the my my workplace so even if i didn't have like yeah so even if i didn't have to fill gas i would drive there i'd buy like three like king size candy bars and like a and like a soda i would finish i I, and from my house it was like 15 minutes uh, like a 15 minute drive i would finish all those fucking candy bars and that soda by the time i reached my house that's how like that's how much the, the the mental stress it was. Um, I mean, I still like you know got got it in with the workout and stuff, but I like my eating habits were absolutely well, garbage. Well, yeah, and that's that's like like um, how people handle their problems, right? Yeah. There, there's the hard way and there's the easy way, and the easy way is always like you know something negative, like oh I'm uh, like uh, like a lot of people would hear what I said about John's death and me turning it into motivation and be like, Oh, I, I can't even conceive that idea. Like if that happened to me and my best friend, you know, I would probably be eating my feelings away or, you know, drinking my feelings or, you know, something like that. And, And, you know, I've been there too. You know, I, I, I'm a former drunk. Like I'm a, I guess, you know, they want you, to say that you're an alcoholic, but I don't prescribe. Yeah. Your mind. Uh, oh, I'm an alcoholic. No, I, I just, I'm a sober human. That's, that's, that's it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's... Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need the negative connotation attached to me my whole life. And I don't need alcohol attached to me my whole life. Yeah. So saying that I'm an alcoholic is like, 
but that's a whole that's a whole nother story right uh but but yeah that, that's that's kind of like the ways that people deal with their problems that is true. you either deal with it negatively or you deal with it in a positive way and yeah. both if you do either in moderation they could the negative could be an okay thing and the positive could not be so positive or you know what i mean but uh we are a wrestling podcast yeah so i suppose we should talk about wrestling yeah and um there is there and uh, honestly we were talking about job environment and work environment well unfortunately if you see the little graphic we do have the wwe logo on it that's because we just got another slew of cuts from wwe and uh i mean it just always sucks when we have to do it i don't know if you remember last couple years man holy shit how many people got got cut or got released from wwe and it's, it's 2020 just been... and 2021 yeah it, it, it was big worst, time and worst freaking and you years. know last week last week was or this past week i think this past monday was whenever the tko endeavor era started and there's a lot of stuff going on with uh vince mcmahon and such and you could look that up yourself yeah we're not here to discuss that um we're not going to talk about business and all that kind of shit yeah. uh i we're we're just here to discuss the name the na names of talent yep. that were released and yep. where we think they should end up all right yeah so i actually pulled up the list of names here so i'm gonna read them off like i'm gonna start from the bottom and go all the way up because those are um but these are some of the so we did get a good mix of main roster and nxt uh releases so some mm. of the nxt releases included abule abadi fitzgerald brooklyn barlow alexis gray daniel MacArthur, uh kevin ventura alexis gray sounds like a porn star yeah yeah it does because it's like yeah, big time. <laughs> yes, Alexis Texas and Sasha Gray or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Hey man, they're not paying us to talk about them. Okay, we can't mention their names. Something like that. Anyway, Daniel there's MacArthur. Gray. Yeah, there there is. I think there's another Gray out there. Anyway, um, Kevin Ventura Cortez, Bryson Montana, Quincy Elliott. He was the he was that big cruiser. He was that big dude who was in Two Hundred Five Live. That was yeah. He came in, yeah, and yeah. he was like his thing was like the super diva, right? I think so, yeah. But didn't they turn him into like a? Uh, no, I think uh, the last picture character. of his. Uh, oh, okay, they did him, guys. See, I wasn't keeping up uh, after a while with two with cruiserweight division. Yeah. Um. Well, he's not cruiserweight, right? He's like he's real a heavy cruiserweight. Set. He's a cruiserweight because he's two because he's he's still under two hundred and five pounds apparently so he's still well, in the cruiserweight division. Wait, hold no, on. you're What's no you're name? you're talking about the right guy. Yeah, Quincy Elliott. He's the guy who yeah he's a like a really heavy set dude, but he was competing in the cruiserweight division. Yeah, yeah, he kind of he kind of uh, they kind of turned him into like a queer character. He was he was known as the super diva weird okay. and 
I mean, I don't know how he started off or anything, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, but that's not all. So then we yeah, had yeah, um, y- Ulisa Leon, uh, Ikemen Jiro, who, by the way, was so one of our some of a couple of followers that I follow. They were excited about that that he can go to other places now. I don't know much about. He him. was. He was like, uh, I don't know if he was in DDT or like another or Noah like or something. smaller Japanese promotion. Oh, sorry. No, no he no. wasn't from no, Noah, Noah or New Japan. But was it like it all was, Japan or? I I don't know, but when he came in, people people online were excited, but they didn't really do much with him. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, Shanky, which you know he's, you know, he's my brother. No, uh, da- Dabakato, which was interesting, he got released. Um, that he was also Dabakato. He was, was he, the, he the dude with Apollo Cruz? Yeah, he was General Commander Aziz or whatever. They, they renamed him Commander Aziz. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dana Brooke, interestingly, because you know she's been with the what? Company. I didn't hear that. Yeah, Dana Brooke. Awful, awful. Uh, like awful that she got released, or awful wrestler. Awful that she got released. Yeah. No, she is not an awful wrestler. She never got her just due. Yeah, I liked her, man. Um, Mansoor and Mace, both of them are gone. Uh, now you know. Okay, now we're getting into some of the main roster guys. Rick Boogs. Wait, or... which which one? Which one was Mace? Mace was. He was in. Uh, he was in retribution uh he was the he was the yeah, black dude but like who was he like Shane Hayes was slapped slaps oh he was uh he dated Rhea Ripley for a little while before buddy yeah right that guy yeah it was like the black otaku or whatever yeah the black otaku on I forgot his name but oh, yeah uh, yeah I forget his name too okay 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 but yeah him uh yeah, Rick Boogs or Eric Bugenhagen as he debuted in NXT. Uh, yeah, he was just ridiculous. He was in a, he was in a tag team with Shinsuke Nakamura at like last year's WrestleMania or something. Yeah, and he's on. He was in commercials. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I don't know. Anyway, Rick Boogs, uh, Top Dollar, which is interesting. So, I mean, I didn't care much for Top Dollar, but okay. Um, I'll say this, okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't care for Top Dollar at all, but then I watched that the, the the superstars talk about Bray Wyatt, and he came off uh, very genuine and very smart, and mm-hmm. just like I, I thought, it, it changed my mind about him for sure. Okay, I, I need to go watch that again. Uh, Aaliyah, she got released. Uh, Riddick Moss. She's a racist piece of shit. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. But uh, Riddick Moss, which kind of sucks because I really liked him and Sabatelli together for a while. That was that was fun. Uh, that was the last time I really watched him. Yeah. And he will always be known to me as the guy who injured Hideo Itami. <laughs> Because whenever he was with Sabatelli, they were doing like NXT house shows and shit. Yeah. And he injured Kenta for a while. I mean, and I Kenta, was just like, 
Kento was just always like every other every other you know week he was getting injured when he was in WWE, you know. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Riddick Moss, Emma, she got released. That's it's kind of stupid. I believe they're engaged, by the way. Oh, Moss and Emma. That's well. Con- yeah. What a what a great engagement gift. That's that's awesome. Anyway. Um, yeah. Really. Yeah. But it's weird because she came back. She returned as Tennille Dashwood. She, well, she went to Impact as Tennille Dashwood. She was pretty good there. And then WWE said, okay, fine, we'll bring you back. And then they didn't do jack shit with her again. So stupid. Anyways. Um, Honestly, sometimes I think sometimes I think they rehire people just so other promotions. Yeah, they're uh, like the they're like the yeah, kid who doesn't yeah, want to share. Them. They're like the kid who doesn't want to share their toys, you know? Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, I am a Mustafa Ali, which honestly, I don't feel bad because he's been wanting to leave for a while, and I'm glad that he's able to go out and spread his wings. Like, like it sucks that he got fired, but also it's like, good. Like, now you can go out and explore what else is out there. Uh, Elias. I think, yeah. I think with Mustafa Ali... Um, he he mainly was in AAW mm-hmm. before WWE, which is which was a is a really good independent in Chicago. It's where Sky Blue started oh, as okay. well. Nice. And then he he went straight to WWE. He didn't like. I never seen him in a lot of other indies or bigger indies. I didn't see him in Japan or whatever. And he went straight to WWE and WWE. Um, you could say a lot of things like you could either look at his run uh, as negative or you could look at that as he got a lot of screen time. He got a lot of opportunities. He got the cruiserweight title. He was a leader of a faction. You yeah. know, it, it depends on a how bad you look, one, at, but yeah. look at shit. But stuff. Yeah, but it could have been good. It could have been, been good. The idea was good, but the execution and what they really wanted that, them to do was bad. Yeah, and you knew Mustafa Ali felt that way too. Um, yeah. I I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I, I like I like him, man. He's, he seems like just a good dude in general. Um, agreed. This one kind of hurt me a little bit, Elias, because I really liked Elias. You know, I I was walking with Elias. Um, you know. One of my best friends came up in wrestling with him. Uh, they started training together at the same place. They started wrestling at the same place, which is the same place that Britt Baker uh, came from. And um, Wardlow really kind of broke out uh, at. And, like, I met the dude when he was a no-bo- Excuse me. buddy. And he's, he, was, he was a nice guy. And... Um, I saw recently that while he was injured, he went to the Jordan River to be baptized. Huh. Uh, like, Jesus. That's cool. And, That's uh, awesome. So I don't know how much he's really going to care about about the release. Like, usually whenever you have a big uh, spiritual transformation like that, uh, you know, he's probably... I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's, I don't he know. might take a break. Yeah. He definitely might take a break from wrestling. But then, I mean, HB, I mean, Shawn Michaels, like, he got, was a born-again Christian, and he, like, 
came back to wrestling, didn't he? Like, did he did he take a break in the in between and then come back? Or did many he, like, years. That's yeah, what. Yeah, many years. So yeah, he might he might, but yeah, he may not take a many year break. He may take a couple months break and then we'll maybe see. Right. I'm somewhere. just saying, like, if I'm if I'm over in israel or wherever and i'm getting baptized where jesus was and i get a phone call that says my job just let me go after i haven't been used for like uh more than half a year i'd probably be like okay okay, man okay cool (laughs) you know i mean at least that's how i see it but you know it is his job but i did i did like elias though he was he was good i liked him um had the he he just i don't know he he always kind of was he was very captivating and he had a, his way with words and he was pretty good in the ring too i, I think he was decent he, he he was solid he was a so, he's a solid worker yeah and he was able to be entertaining and for those two reasons before gunther had the intercontinental title and before austin theory had the u.s title and kind of brought prestige back to those titles he could have easily been a mid card champion. Uh, it's yeah. kind of really, it's really weird to me that he wasn't. Yeah, um, like but, he feuded with Seth Rollins when he was Intercontinental Champion. He could have taken it off of him, but I mean, but the thing is, 2018 was like the year of Rollins, so I kind of see why they kept it on him for so long. But still, you know. Mm. Um. Okay, a couple more names. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, he's been released. I mean. I mean, I think the last, the last thing that he, the, the last good thing that he did was the hurt business. Um, so, and after that, I don't think they did much with him, right? He might have been working as an agent or something. I don't know. Maybe. Um, and then these two names were almost surprising, but not so surprising. But uh, Dolph Ziggler and Matt Riddle. Uh, go ahead. They're both. They're both surprising. Um, Bob Ziggler was in WWE for almost 20 years Mm -hmm. and it kind of seemed like, you know, it it was kind of untouchable, even if they weren't using them, you know, um, my, just speaking about Dolph Ziggler, like I, I will say this, if he wrestles anywhere else, I I'm excited just so I don't have to refer to him as Dolph Ziggler. I've hated that name for the entire. <laughs> it's the stupidest, one of the stupidest names from one of the longest tenured wrestlers I've ever heard in the history of wrestling. But he, I remember when Curtis Axel was first starting out. Right. And I was like, Dolph Ziggler is more of Mr. Perfect than Curtis Axel is. He reminded me so much of Kurt Hennig. And I can see like, that. Like, when, when you talk about technical wrestlers and like guys who, who like every, every move they do makes sense and matters, Dolph Ziggler is at the top of that list. Whether you watch WWE, whether you watch WWE or not, mm-hmm. you can't take that away from him. Uh, my favorite match of Dolph Ziggler's was uh, from Bragging Rights, I think, 2010. He was a mid-card champion, and Brian Danielson was a mid-card champion, and they wrestled each other 
No and that match, I'll still I'll still go back and watch that match. It, it's it's so fucking good. But um, yeah, I um, we'll we'll go from like uh, the the uh, the names we know and talk about where we think they should go. But uh, the other name you mentioned, Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say this. Okay, go ahead and say what you got to say, and then I'll say something. You first. You first. So, for me, Matt Riddle. Now, I got introduced. You introduced me to Matt Riddle. So, I actually watched a couple of his matches before uh, he joined WWE. Like, I think I watched... uh, uh, I I believe I did watch one of his matches with uh, Walter slash Gunter in... in, uh, in the indies that was a really good match and he had a very interesting you know uh, style with like you know he didn't he wrestled barefoot uh you know he was doing the whole bro thing i loved his run in nxt he i mean he started off as just keith lee's best friend and just kind of broke out into his own thing and that was really cool and uh he his his uh teaming up with uh pete dunn or butch as he's called now um the broser weights that was dope man and then uh, eventually yeah and then of course uh, because of covid pete dunn wasn't able to come to america so they paired him up with timothy thatcher which eventually led to like a feud between the two which led to the first ever fight pit that was an awesome match i i really liked that match and then of course he went to main roster and then they just really accentuated the fact that he smokes weed yeah, and they and Randy Orton with Randy. Yeah. That was cool. And then Randy that got was cool. hurt, I guess. Yeah, uh, he did. It's Randy Orton. Yeah. I, um, although I although apparently there was a video that surfaced of him going back into the performance center, so he may be gearing up for a return soon. My thoughts on Matt Riddle is, are very mixed. Uh, whenever he was on the Indies, whenever he did Evolve and Rev Pro and everywhere else. He had great matches, and he oozed charisma. Um, but, and then whenever he got into NXT, like like you said, the Broser ways, the fight, the fight the pit. fight pit stuff, all that was good. And then main roster, okay. There's been a lot of comparisons between Matt Riddle and RVD because they're both huge stunners. But yeah. like. Rob Van Dam, especially at the height of his WWE career, was taken very serious. Even even though everyone knew he was a stoner, he he yeah. had like he talked about how good he was in the ring. He wasn't just talk. He wasn't talking about weed. Yeah. He was like, you know, he was talking about like I'm Mister Monday Night. I'm the whole fucking show. You know, I can do all these things. Look at me do all these things, and with riddle it wasn't like that it was yeah, it was like just look look at bro, all bro I smoke on, weed, bro. bro. let's, let's yeah. wrestle bro and it was just like this yeah. is fucking stupid and let's wrestle bro like, yeah. the the years it is, the years yeah. outside of the ring in his career and it's like especially in the past shit in the past month I mean, he was he was in an airport and he was 
making all these social media posts about how they were like touching him and raping him and molesting him and stuff and it, it came out that he was just super fucked up off his mind and yeah. he had already went to rehab and like Matt Riddle has has found a way to fuck up almost everything he's ever had uh that's sad but... at least from an outsider's perspective the UFC his marriage and and WWE now and um you know there there was except the indies then in that case <laughs> and and it said you're right and it said well i mean like i guess like his come ups like while he was coming up in UFC when he was coming up in in wrestling all that but then he he like plateaus and just fucking. No one cares. Yeah. I, I I I don't know. I don't know. But I I know that I went on Twitter yesterday and I think No DQ asked, "Do you think AEW should sign Matt Riddle?" And I I, I didn't even have to know. think, and I said no. no. I just said no. No. Because. Uh, uh, no, I, I I think I think Matt Riddle needs a timeout. I, I yeah. I think I, I think he needs to reevaluate things and and yeah for sure. Be if he's gonna go back in like if he's gonna wrestle more he 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 needs he he needs something like I don't know but but the whole the way the main roster like made him out to be was just lame in my opinion. Because he came up with like Keith Lee and 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 Gunther, like, and he even went up against Shibata, and it was fucking awesome. Like in NXT, they treated him that like that too. Like yeah. he was fantastic, yeah. and and uh, he probably had great matches in on the main roster too. But I mean, he had like, that I, he had that I, match I, with the uh, he had that match with Rollins at Extreme Rules twenty two, where but it was like and it was a good match. But it was overshadowed by yeah, the return of Bray. He, 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 but but also, even if he did have a good match, it no wasn't going to amount shit. to anything yeah. because his character was so engrossed dumb. in this in dumb me. character. It was just yeah. all of it was every time someone said joint or blunt or kilo or whatever. Oh, bro, did someone say joint? I was like, like, come on. There's like literally I remember they added when you remember when they were doing like the weird 3D graphics and shit uh for the entrances they literally had like bird like cartoon birds come out whenever he did like his his pose whatever the hell that is I'm like dude really I mean I get it he probably did smoke a fat one he probably did take a take a hit from the bong or smoke a fat one before getting in the ring but I don't need to know that I just needed him to get there and 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 perform so, right, yeah, it was stupid. I think, honestly, yeah, mix of that and you know, like you said, his personal life stuff. Yeah, he needs to, he needs to get his act together before he does anything. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, on the other hand, though, from what I heard during the pandemic, when indie shows were shutting down and there was no indie wrestlers weren't getting any work, like. Dolph Ziggler, from what I heard, bought up a shit ton of indie indie wrestler merch. So, mm-hmm. like, he's a good, he, he, yeah. It's the direct opposite of Braun Strowman. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and Braun Strowman was, like, was a, a fucking asshole. 
Yeah, he was. That's why he's back in WWE. <laughs> Anyways, but no. Uh, Basically, yeah. He's uh, like, oh, yeah. He just he says, shit on <laughs> shit on Hindi wrestlers. Then Vince is like, well, that was good shit, pal. You're back in the company. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but no. Uh, um, with Dolph Ziggler, I would so just what? say this. I'll just say this. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler. He seems like a good dude and. I read somewhere that if he goes back in the Indies, he's going to be a fucking star, which I agree. So, Oh, that's, that's the thing. If he goes to the Indies, he he could turn that shit into gold like Zack Ryder, like Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona, yeah. Matt Cardona is on the, on the run of his fucking life. Yeah. And, 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 and go ahead. He's, he's so smart. He's so good at what, what he's doing. That Ziggler could do something similar, but the other option, which is a very strong option, his brother is employed by AEW. Yeah, I could I could see him coming to AEW. You think um, he's? You think they're gonna just pair him up? If he does, you think they'll just pair him up with Ryan, or he's gonna do his own thing? Um, it wouldn't hurt Ryan. If they, it would help elevate Ryan. It would depend on what um, Nick wants to do, because that's his name, right? Nick yeah, Nemeth. Nick. Nick Nemeth. He, it, depends, it depends on what he wants to do. If he's at the point in his career where he wants to give his brother the rub and like do a tag team or something like that, he he could definitely do that. Or he could be like, "Look, I'm I'm a big deal, and I want to come in and have a big big time." Big deal type of match, uh, big deal type of singles run. Uh, he could do that too. Um, it, it's entirely up to him. But yeah, since he was in WWE for twenty years and uh, almost twenty years, and he's dabbled in stand up, and he, you know, did he's some, got he has some politics, politics and stuff too. Really. Yeah, he, he was he was on Fox News a couple of times. Yeah, odd. Uh, but you know, I could see him just like doing sporadic stuff, um, or just taking it easy. You know, sometimes, sometimes people take it easy. Now, uh, when it comes to Moss and Tennille, um, I, I think that they. Might end up in impact. Yeah, I agree. As like a package deal, kind of like Macklin and Deanna. Um, impact would be good uh, if them. Uh, I would want to kneel to dip her toes in AEW because um, AEW lately seems to be working on their women's wrestling problem. And their champion is Soraya. And the two girls, the two women who started the women's revolution in WWE was Paige, a.k.a. Soraya, and Emma, a.k.a. Tennille. You could run that back. Because um, they wrestled on the first takeover, and it was awesome. Um, but Riddick Moss, would, I think, would do really well in Impact. Um, they, they take the lesser WWE type of names and 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 bring they, out the best versions of them they do. in my opinion um yeah 
Uh, who else? Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali could literally go anywhere. Yeah, but I would yeah. love to see my um, AW. I, 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 I need. I, I would. Yeah, go ahead. I honestly, I honestly would like to see him have an AW contract, but also, like, um, you see it with Eddie Kingston, Moxley. But um, also be able to wrestle in New Japan. Some other. Yeah. Because I would yes. love to see him in the best of Super Juniors and the Junior Festivals and the Super J Cups. I think that, that would be really would be cool rad. to see. Just give me right um, now. Right now, just give me uh, Ali versus Phoenix. That's all I need. <laughs> you know what? That 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 would be great, especially for the international championship. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, let's see. Um, Dana Brooke should be hired by AW. Yeah, uh, if they want to continue to try to, if they want to try to enhance their women's division, I've I've never had anything bad to say about Dana Brooke in yeah, in same. her career. Same. Uh, I I think I think she was held back a lot. Uh, I think a lot of people thought that, and I think she could, wherever she landed, would be good for her. Um, at, right now you have Trinity as the knockouts champion so maybe maybe these women who were let go see that and they're like oh okay we could we could go there you know impact is always a safe haven for women's wrestling because it's the best place in the west for women's wrestling wrestling. now that i Uh, agree with yeah uh at least for the time being because there's a new joshi promotion that started yesterday or two days ago or last weekend uh, I think it's called Rise or Sudokin or something. I, I forget. Oh, okay. But uh, I'm I'm keeping my eyes on that because uh, it's interesting. Um, who who else were the big names? Shel- uh, Shelton Benjamin was there. Shelton Benjamin doesn't have to do anything. Like, and he probably feels that way too. Uh, like he's been released and came back so many times that like if he wants to wrestle somewhere he'll get booked uh he could be he could be taken in as an agent somewhere um but you know you know what would be cool yeah what would be really cool even if it was like a one-off type deal at a ro at the at an roh pay-per-view bring him in to challenge Shibata for the pure championship. Oh my god, I would that would be fucking awesome. It would. That that's even, even if it's a one time thing. Like Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think uh yeah, Shelton Benjamin, that would be good. Let or I mean let him come to let him participate in the G one next year. That would be interesting. I could see that. Yeah. In the in New Japan, um, yeah, but I think with Shelton Benjamin, yeah, he's pretty much at this point he can do whatever the hell he wants. So, and I mean he could even hang it up if he wants to. That's and it would right. be, yeah. Um. Oh yeah, and then I mean, top dollar, Mace. top dollar. I, I would think just... Mace has a upside. I think Mace. Oh, sorry, you're talking about top dollar. No, I was just saying okay. top dollar. The only. Uh... The only thing, top dollar, just go to AEW, join Mogul and Mogul Embassy. That's all you need to do. 
and then do the swerve when I drive dance with Prince Nana. That's all I need to see. Yeah, that. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Whatever he does. It's yeah. so good. I love it. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mace. Mace. Um, I think Mace has a lot of upside. I think uh, I think anywhere he went, he could he could uh, he could become better. He could he could get more eyes on him. Um, w uh, AEW uh, and at All Out, they were screaming meat at Hobbs and and uh, Miro. Miro, and we see Mogul Embassy uh, have a lot of big guys. Um, from the beginning of AEW's conception, people were like, all the guys are smaller and blah, 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 blah. And now they're talking about a meat division, like as a joke. You can throw him in there. He can go to Japan. He could go to Impact. Either way, I want to see what what he does. You know um, who else would be great? I, yeah. Every member of Retribution had something good to offer but the but the but the faction sucked so fucking bad it was it was doa man retribution was just dead yeah. on arrival but you know speaking of meat division or whatever another heavyweight that could work is daba kato i mean him and aw mixing it up with luchasaurus or uh miro or hobbs or whoever at that I want to see that for sure. Um, in my opinion, but he's more of a henchman. Also, so. it, if we're talking about any people who were just trained by WWE and didn't come up through indies and such, like they weren't journey wrestlers before they got there, I think they all should take a sabbatical to Japan. Go to Japan for a little while. Doesn't matter where. Like, you you can go to any any Excuse of them, and, and 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 then make your way back to to the states. Yeah, I I think it would. I think, in my opinion, I think Japan makes people better wrestlers. <laughs> I mean, some people not necessarily, but like, it it it's good. It's good for a wrestler to go there. In my opinion, yeah. I can see that. But but... uh, we also want to talk about AEW Grand Slam. Yep. And since we've just taken a lot of time talking about these releases, I want to talk just, we're not going to run down everything. Let's just talk about what we liked and what we disliked from these shows. And we'll start with Wednesday. Sid, what did you like from Dynamite Grand Slam? Uh, Dynamite Grand Slam, I love that they started out with like a big match with Claudio versus Eddie Kingston. That was a great fucking match and it Perfect had a opener. Yeah, great opener and it very like kind of kind of cathartic for all of us cuz finally Eddie got his come up and well no, uh, Claudio got his come up and Eddie's the new ROH World Champion. I'm excited to see how that plays into everything now. Um. Yeah. Two things about that match. My favorite parts of that match, uh, was Eddie was chopping Claudio in the chest in the corner, and Claudio was no selling and walking straight into him. 
and then fucking Eddie just hit him with a right, it right broke in his, his jaw. jaw, and Claudio got Claud- right down to his knee, and like I lost. Um, and the the ending. Um, they shook hands, and Claudio gave him the belt, and he walked away. And it wasn't like, like hugging or like we're friends now. Everything's yeah, no, cool. Just... No, you could still tell that you know not everything's okay. Yeah, but everything's but... okay. Yeah, they don't have to you be know? friends, but they they respect each other enough. Yeah, right. Right. Like, like he, Eddie's he earned, earned Claudio's respect. Yeah. And vice versa, you know, hopefully. Uh, that was good. I loved the, um, I mean, I'm going to keep skipping here and here and there, but, uh, by the way, uh, I will say, um, John Moxley hopefully gets well soon because he took a nasty bump in that match. So hopefully that's, I mean, I know it was a concussion, but still, um, but either way, I, I know it may have been an audible, but Ray Phoenix is international champion. I'm I'm for it. I love it. So good stuff. But if you are a long tenured referee, count the fucking three. Yeah. Count the three. Luckily, uh, luckily when Ray Phoenix's music hit after he won, that that's. Arthur Ashe turned their booze into cheers. But that fuck-up was a big-time fuck-up. Yeah. In my opinion. And and, and if, you, if you've been reffing for however long, you... Come on, guy. Come yeah. on. Then uh, Tony Storm versus Soraya was entertaining. Uh, entertaining as hell. Uh, Soraya retained, which I'm okay with, actually. I'm not against it. Uh, I think Tony still can come back for it, or she can challenge for the TBS title at some point. I love this whole, I love the whole movie star thing that she's doing. Uh, like I said, it kind of reminds me of like Marilyn Monroe mixed with whatever happened to Baby Jane, that kind of whole thing, you know. Um, Everybody, including myself, we're all high on Tony Storm and what's going on with her right now. And I love the segments she's having with RJ City, all that stuff. But I'm going to say this too: uh, at the press conference after at the media scrum for All In, Soraya said, "You didn't see a lot of me or doing a, me doing a lot of stuff for a long time because my body wasn't ready." And I have the title now because I am woman match after all in. And I made a comment on Twitter. Uh, and I said, Soraya's taking good bumps. She's looking good. This and that. I thought the same thing in this match. Now, was there a lot of goofy stuff booked because they were all in a group together? Yes. Was it entertaining? Yes. But I don't think it was to protect Soraya. I think Soraya uh, was honest in, in in that media scrum, and, and I'm excited to see what continue what continues to happen in the women's division in AEW. Yeah, uh, there is a match that you went past uh, that I thought was yeah. surprisingly great. 
Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara. That was good. Um, I was I was gonna get to it, but yes, I thought both guys were were on the money, and I'm glad that it ended uh, clean. I I didn't want I I really didn't want anybody like using a bat or like you know whatever. I'm and I'm glad that the turn happened after the match. Um, as you pointed out. Uh, Sammy was wearing the same colored trunks as Jericho was against Shawn Michaels yeah. at WrestleMania, but Jericho was wearing the same colored pants as Shawn Michaels as well. He had red and black. Oh, that's right. Um, he did. Damn, man. That's... The red wasn't as pronounced, but yeah, they had it down to the T. Um, and I'm I'm glad that Sammy is with Callis yeah. because. Uh, you're if you're going for heel heat, and you kick Jericho in the balls, okay, you get booed a little bit. But then you step next to Callus, and your heel stock goes way up. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, uh, he's been talking about the Callus family for months, and there was only one guy. So finally, we got some yeah. type of a faction. And, you know, it looks like they're courting Daniel Garcia. I don't think he's going to join just because I think he should kind of go out on his own. But if he joins, hey, good for them. But if he joins, he joins. Yeah, exactly. But no, if if he does, great. But I would rather see him, you know, do his own thing. That's just me. Uh, Yeah, I thought that was a good match. And, you know, Don Callis... He does a really great job of making you hate him. Like he's one of the, I think he's probably one of the best heels working today. And whenever so. he was down there in Mexico for AAA, fans attacked him. Like, literally attacked him. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because people want to see him. Like, I think of being I a think, heel. I think people. I'm pretty sure. Literally, if someone, if he was, if someone like shot him in the ring people would not boo people would fucking cheer that's how much of a heel he he has like people think he's a real life villain so he kind of reminds me and i put this on twitter he kind of reminds me of uh terry silver from the karate kid and cobra kai franchises i agree just kind of reminds me i agree big time. yeah maybe that's where he got the inspiration from although he doesn't have hair and Oh, he doesn't have nice flowing hair that he can bunch up into a ponytail, but that's another story. No, um, but yeah, and I love the, well, you do, but no. Don Callis, I think, like, you know, he is just that perfect kind of, uh, you know, mix of, like, devious villain and delusional as well because he kind of keeps thinking he's the victim here and, it's funny because the Don Callis family is built out of spite for Kenny Omega. Like, the reason why he built Don Callis family is because he thinks Kenny Omega did him wrong. And that's the that's the most interesting thing about the and Don Callis family. He thinks Jericho does him wrong, so he gets Guevara. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And then and then and then Omega and Jericho's promo on Rampage. On Rampage. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Now they're gonna Especially when Jericho said this company was founded on our rival on our feud 
on our rivalry. Yes. If it wasn't for us wrestling yeah. at the Tokyo Dome, this this company wouldn't have existed. True. But you know, Callis has done this to you. He's done this to me. So at Wrestle Dream, it's going to be us two and Ibushi against the Callis family. And who's your third member? That'll be interesting to see. A lot of people um, want. A lot of the, people are saying Osprey. That. Yeah. See, this is where this is the thing that I don't understand. I don't know how this meshes in my head. Aussie Open, Aussie Open, are contracted by AEW, and they still wear United Empire colors. Osprey has his own faction, the United Empire. If when his contract is up in New Japan, if Tony Khan gets him, does he join the Callis family and disregards the United Empire? Or or does he play around with Callis for now, enters this match, then when he transitions to AEW, if he does, Callis tries to court him and then to open around him Maybe uh, maybe they get somebody else from United Empire, and he's like, no, mate, <laughs> you know, like, I got this going on, and I'll whoop your boy Takeshita any day of the fucking week. I don't know, but it'd be, it, it would be interesting, but, what but if... it, 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 yeah. in my logical brain, I just don't understand why Osprey would continue to be around callus you know what would be interesting if they had if if callus hires jay white to help them i could see that happening yeah that could be but jay is kind of feuding with andrade right now oh yeah that's right i mean i know they're having a match that's starting tonight. they're having a match tonight that's starting tonight yeah so we'll see but uh, I don't know, man. Who else could be the third member um, to help Don Callis' family? I mean, I could see it be Daniel Garcia. Garcia. Yeah, I could, it's probably going to be Garcia. But I mean, if they're going to make it like Garcia and Osprey are, are the front runners, but I mean, they could like go and see like who hates Abushi a lot, or you know, I I don't know. But I mean. If I think of those names, I think of like his big time rivalries in New Japan, and a lot of those guys are either still uh, well Nakamura's in WWE, and um, Devitt's in WWE. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it'll probably be Osprey. Yeah. Because uh, I, can't, I can't see I think Osprey. Osprey's gonna be here for Bound for Glory, and for Impact, and yeah. that is. Let me see the date. Um, Bound for Glory, twenty twenty three. Um, and once we finish I, talking I, I, about I, I, that, I, I want to bring. I want to talk about one thing. Once you're done. Oh, he's wrestling Mike Bailey. That's cool as fuck. Ooh, nice. It doesn't say... It doesn't say the date. October 21st. 
he'll oh, okay. be he'll be here October twenty first. Wrestle Dream is it's October first. Yeah, so if he it's wants like... to make a month of it, you know. That's up to him, man. But I don't know. Those are the only Garcia and Osprey are the only two names that seem to make sense at this point. Um I don't know who else they got. I mean, if you want to go completely out of left field and get shit, Jake Hager, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't I don't fucking know, man. Um, but, uh, um, let's see. Mike Santana's. MJF and Samoa dude. Joe. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. MJF and Samoa Joe was fucking awesome. It was great. And. I love, uh, yeah, you go ahead, the the intro. <laughs> oh, the Bret Hart intro. That was great. I loved it. With, with the MJF twist at the end was fantastic. Uh, the match was, was really good. I'm glad that Samoa Joe, you know, all the reports came out after All In, and all the interviews he's done since then and just the way that they've said he's handled himself and the locker room. I believe all of this was a thank you by Tony Khan. Uh, he seems to be the most professional guy in that locker room. And I'm at this point, I yeah. think Samoa Joe is, is, is a treasure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. When when they were on the the outside and he hit the pile driver to Max, I really thought like I was like this he can't win, right? Like he that something has to happen, right? Because in my brain, if that happens, MJF's done. But the match ended the way that MJF said it was going to <laughs> with him choking Joe out and similar to the first match of the night, it ends in a handshake. And I like that too, because yeah. the build to this match was Joe not taking him seriously, calling him a kid, etc. And, uh, that was, that was good stuff. Yeah. That um, was good. And then, uh, rampage. Well, I did want to say like the Adam Cole stuff. Yeah, I'll talk about that just a Adam Cole stuff was good. His his interactions with uh, the Kingdom and Roddy, um, that was interesting. Uh, it looks like, by the way, Adam Cole did uh, looks like he kind of sprained his, tweaked his knee a little bit when he was running down to help Max. Yeah. But that should be okay. I don't think that's a big deal. Speaking of the 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 stuff that Roderick Strong is doing is the best stuff. Character wise, in yes. his career, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I agree. Except, except, except the time they put him in therapy through the United. That and, was funny. Uh, the Undisputed, Undisputed era. era. That was Which funny. Was, that was awesome. That was, this, see, that stuff is so good. See, the um, the Undisputed Era but, stuff worked because of uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, uh, I miss him. I um, do too. But Rampage, they had a four-way for the number one contenders to the ROH Tag Team Champions. Kingdom was in it. The Righteous One. Why? Why? Are you doing a slow burn, Tony? Because For what? Because if so, 
your help, it's it's working because I'm dying to see the kingdom against Adam Cole and MJF for those titles. I think Tony Khan's just too much of a fan of slow burns. Like he, Every, yeah. everyone, everyone would disagree with you. Like the the narrative about Tony Khan is the exact opposite. It's well, it's. Uh, aside from one or two storylines in AEW history, all he does is put book dream matches. I mean, yeah, That's the narrative. Yeah, but I mean, certain things. No, like with storyline based matches. Uh, from what I've seen, Tony's taking his time. But with yeah, with dream matches and shit, like fucking yeah, like now we're getting Danielson and uh, uh, Zack Saber Jr. He's doing that. Well, see, he's doing that because Danielson's wrapping up his career, so he's trying to get as many matches out, dream matches out of him as possible. But which, yeah, I'll get to whenever we preview Collision. But okay, go ahead. But yeah, I mean, otherwise, like from whatever story storylines I've seen, like he takes his sweet fucking time from what I've seen. So anyway, that's just me. Maybe that's just something that I'm observing. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm frothing at the mouth to see Kingdom against better than you, Bebe. Yeah, and I and it, it's okay to 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 have the righteous win because they kind of are, are putting stock in them. They had them against yeah. the Dark Order. They had them against the Hardys. And also, uh, yeah, you saw you saw them. Uh, commentary mentioned how Vincent's Vincent. Uh, Took huge inspiration from Jeff Hardy and his the beginning of his career. He was basically a Jeff Hardy wannabe, and he Jeff Hardy missed with the Swanton, and then Vincent hit the Swanton for the win on Jeff Hardy. So uh, if they want to take a little bit longer for the Kingdom to get there, as long as it happens, I, like I guess I'm the fine. reason I think the reason why they're doing it is because the Kingdom. They probably want the kingdom to take the titles off of Max and Adam, but before that, I don't have how many title defenses have they had? Like how many times mm-hmm. did they defend their Ring of Honor? How many times did uh, Max and uh, Adam defend their uh, Ring of Honor tag titles? Once. Yeah, exactly. So. Right? They won. They wanted it all in, and then they they defended it all out. Exactly. So they need a few more title defenses before finally giving it, finally letting the kingdom take it off of them. So I can see why they're doing this. But uh, but also, yeah, I'm just like, God damn it, come on, you know, just just get it over with. But um, what I did want to switch gears to was. The Mike Santana's solo debut. Um, I mean, the match was good, but the real story is what happened afterwards. Like, Ortiz, you know, went up to him face-to-face, and he's like, you want to talk now? You want to talk? And Santana just walked out on him. So it looks like that's going to be the... So they're finally doing the story. So whether the whole thing with those two not, you know, uh, in good terms anymore or whatever was real or not, like... These two are, and if they and if they're not, like kudos to their to them for kudos to them for being professional about it. You know, they're still like being Claudio and Eddie. Yeah, and 
but this is a little this is also good because they're both like you they were they were LAX proud and powerful for the longest time and now like they're both going on singles run like Ortiz from what I'm seeing like on Instagram for example Ortiz still posts pictures of him and Santana together Santana is just posting only like posts of himself there's no Ortiz nothing so it's like Ortiz misses Santana but Santana just doesn't want anything to do with him anymore and that well, and, I yeah. also saw like a social media post where Santana was like, "You didn't talk to me this whole for three months, and this is the first thing you have to say to me." Like, "Fuck out of here," and and um, so like, let me see that. You know, I have to find it. But 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 also, you know, I messaged you when when I was watching Rampage, and I said Santana has what it takes he to be a single star uh in what capacity that means i don't know but apparently aw thinks so as well because i went to aw shop yesterday and there's two mike santana shirts and before the match he had he had a very very good vignette so they're putting some time and effort into santana yeah so here's the tweet he says now is when you want to show face and talk Nah, I'm good. I'll keep showing out. It's like, oh Jesus. So, again, I don't know what, what... I'm talking about yeah. happened like a couple weeks ago or something. Yeah, but no, I got you. But no, like this one, like he literally posted this four hours ago. Like it's a, it's that picture of him and Santana facing off, him and Ortiz facing off. But I am excited for Mike Santana. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, again, obviously, eventually the the storyline is gonna be him and Ortiz and their blow off, which I guarantee you is gonna be a slower burn than the Kingdom versus Better Than You, Baby. Okay, so yeah, don't talk to me about Tony Khan not liking slow burns and shit, cause he loves to like, you know, ignite spark by spark. All right. Yeah. So, Rampage. Um, we had Darby and Sting against Luchasaurus and Christian. Good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. The three-way with Chris, um, Hook, and Orange battling. Uh, the, who did they wrestle? Um, oh, oh. Anna Jay and... Uh, Daddy Magic and yeah. Angelo Parker. That was good stuff. I like, I like the dynamic of Hook and Orange together. I like seeing Anna Jay and Menard and Angelo Parker on my screen. Um, we had the uh, trios titles for AEW defended the acclaimed against Dark Order. I like what they're doing with the Dark Order. The Dark Order has new outfits. I like how they're healed, but they don't think they're healed. Um, the acclaimed, you know, continue to be uh, one of the top yep. reasons why people turn into AEW. Yep. Um, I was they're... very, very, uh, very pleasantly surprised with Julia Hart and Sky Blue's match. I thought they both showed a lot of growth and that um you know people like to talk about the women's division okay 
we saw Soraya, Tony Storm, Ruby, and maybe some other women on Dynamite. I don't remember. And then on Rampage, we saw Chris Statlander, Anna Jay, Julia Hart, uh, Sky Blue, Willow Nightingale. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I thought that was that was good shit, man. I think it was good shit. And then the evening ended with the ROH triple titles. And this was uh, a build-up for Swerve versus Hangman. Um, what did you think about this match? Uh, I think that was interesting that they put... the. I just want to go ahead and get to the end, but I think it was interesting that they put the the trios titles on the elite at this point. Um, it, it feels like, you know, I hate doing this, but like the whole, and I think you've talked about this to me as well, but like the whole all friends wrestling thing. I mean, you know, <laughs> as much as I don't want to give smarks the credit, but like stuff like this is kind of what makes people think this is all friends wrestling. I don't know, like I said, I'm not sure how I, if that was the right decision, although, I it's mean. It's only the right yeah. decision if Swerve beats Hangman. Yeah, but why, do they need the trios titles for that? No, but it gives Hangman the momentum going into the match. Right. Right, so everyone thinks Hangman has the momentum, he's going to beat Swerve, and then you have Swerve beat him. That that's the only good that's the only positive i think of this but a negative that i thought of and it wasn't the all friends wrestling thing but i agree um i don't like the seamlessness between AEW and ROH oh yeah i don't yeah like it at all um yeah ROH as a show, for the most part, feels like a better AEW Dark Dark Elevation with yeah. Athena and Shibata and, and maybe one other match. No, and now meaning uh, Eddie, so, yeah. meaning something each week. Yeah, but Athena and Shibata are doing more there. Each oh week. yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah, seeing by far. You're seeing the ROH titles more on AEW than they are on ROH. And that yeah. pisses me off. I don't like that. I don't. I don't like this. I don't I mean, like no, this at all. I don't either. Um. Uh. I. I always went. Okay. Like well, okay, with the exception, the, with the exception whenever of Punk had Collision, it started to look like Dynamite and Collision were two separate shows with two like separate rosters, and a lot of people talked about the bloated AEW roster, and I said. If Collision is its own thing, if Dynamite is its own thing, if ROH is its own thing, then you have three separate shows doing three separate things with different fucking people. And now we have everything on everything. And it's kind of like... It's kind of convoluted. Okay, why do, I have to, why, why do I have to go watch ROH if I can... If I'm going to see Samoa Joe... Uh, if I'm going to see the world television title... The tag team title, number one contendership, the trios titles, and the world title on AEW. There's there's no incentive 
for me to watch that that show unless i want to spend however much money it is a week uh or a month to watch roh just for athena and shibata i I mean i don't don't know it's goofy to me it's yeah, goofy to me. It is. Um, I agree. What? What? Okay. With the exception of better than you, Bebe, just because Max is the AEW World Champion, there really is no need for all your Ring of Honor champions to be on every fucking show that you have. Just keep right. them on Ring of Honor. Right. Yeah. Max yeah. and Max and Adam are the only people who have a who have an exception. But other than that, agreed. You know, yeah. Agreed. Um. So, uh, I was, I would say I, I, I give AW Grand Slam week um, a B plus to an A minus. Yeah, I would say yeah, B plus is where where I would say as well. Now, to, before we go, I mm-hmm. want to go over Collision sure. tonight and. Uh, uh, get your thoughts on what you think is going to happen. We've got a trios, ma- a triple threat match for the TNT Championship: Christian Cage versus Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen. Now, this is where it should start, or it should happen altogether. Luchasaurus turns on Christian, takes off his mask, becomes. Whatever his whatever name he wants to go by, or it starts here. Second off, uh, Texas Death Match for Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks. Brian, I thought you were hurt. I thought you were working through an injury. You're just gonna throw yourself into the goddamn fire? Like I I, I don't know. Uh, I'm excited for White and Idolo. I'm excited to see what the War Horsemen bring to FTR. Uh, we get to see RVD and Hook against uh, Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange. And I believe Willow Nightingale is wrestling. Uh, who? Who? Oh, shit. Sometimes their social media is goofy. Um, what? Probably Julia Hart. Yeah, yeah, it's Julia Hart. Okay, because cool. of what happened last night. Um, what are you looking forward to, and what do you expect from this card? Jay White versus Andrade, just for the match itself. I'm really looking forward to um, the triple threat for TNT. Like you said, this could be where Luchasaurus finally has had enough of Christian Cage. And I mean, if you think about it. A feud between Christian Cage and Luchasaurus could work because Luchasaurus is a dinosaur. So in kayfabe, his father is dead. So it would make sense. <laughs> <So> Christian, could, <laughs> Christian could be like, "Your Christian could be like, you know what? Your father is not even dead. He's extinct. His your species doesn't exist anymore, or some shit like but that." But he doesn't have a mom. He doesn't have a mom to hit on. Yeah, Cause, but because his mom's extinct too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although it's weird, that would be bestiality in a way. So that's kind of gross. Hey, man. Christian's a heel. Yeah, but that's still kind of gross. Anyway, um, 
I think uh, either, like you said, uh, Luchasaurus can turn on uh, Christian Cage, or like you said, it can be the beginning of dissension between the two. When Christian Cage, I could see Darby hit the coffin drop on Luchasaurus. Christian Cage, you know, can throw Darby out and pin Luchasaurus to actually become the TNT World Champion. And then... <laughs> and they Luch- cut Luchasaurus all the way off. Yeah. And then Luchasaurus can be like, what the fuck, bro? And then, you know... I, I like that. I like that a yeah. lot, Sid. I it'll like be more... No, it'll be more like Cage trying to reason with Luchasaurus as to why he did what he did. And then eventually, Luchasaurus is like, all right, you know what? Get fucked. You know? So here's here's something I just thought of. Yeah. Uh, BC Gold has four members yeah yes there are Jordi El Idolo was watching their trios match against um three luchadors one was Aerostar uh I forget the other two right now um and it looked like there was going to be and then Jay White called out Andrade yeah uh so and the thing is to me well Vikingo got hurt apparently yeah um yeah they've been teasing all this lfi stuff and that roosh roosh is leading drillistico and preston vance and there's another guy that's wrestling right now against a faction of four and why isn't that guy in lfi whenever he he was in in gobernables before I don't understand That's why Andrade weird. is not in Los Faccione and Gobernable. But, but tonight, I'm hoping that BC Gold, after the match or in the match, get involved and Roosh, Vance, and Drillistico go down there. And in the end, they do the. Because, yes. I would love to see LFI reunite with Andrade, and I would love to see them uh, in a faction war with BC Gold. That with the would Bang be, Bang Gang. That would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, including... Uh, well, but you know, you said BC Gold has four members. They actually have five. You forgot about Card Blade. <laughs> I love how everyone, even the cardboard cutout has something to say like jay white introduces it and then they just say austin gun <laughs> and austin just gets like so like depressed it's hysterical it's awesome rock hard juice robinson uh i forget what they say about card blade and then uh fully cocked Colt colton gun and then he goes austin gun <laughs> it's hysterical it's awesome yeah okay so with that in mind wherever you are in the world whether it is morning noon or night you have a great one peace and love to all of you Bang. bang bang gang i forgot what follow the buzzards all right bye